So you're listening to this podcast. Maybe you want to make a podcast of your own. Well, Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast direct to Spotify. Everywhere else podcasts are heard as well. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And if you want to take the conversations of your fans to the next level, you can even do Q&As and polls direct through that same feed. Spotify for podcasters. Get it now. That leaves a lot of time for the rest of the week that there are machinations and maneuvers and negotiations and strategies and things happening that you don't see on television. How do you know she's not at the table already? Hey there, everyone. Rick Uccino here again for Sports Keto Wrestling with a very special guest at this time. He's the master of introductions. I'll try to do him justice. Uh, he is the special counsel to the tribal chief, the head of the table, the reigning, defending, undisputed, universal heavyweight champion of the world who has a major match with Brock Lesnar coming up at Crown Jewel a week from pretty much right now, the wise man, Paul Heyman. How are we doing, good sir? Undisputed, uncontroverted WWE Universal Heavyweight Champion. You can't be the Universal Champion of the world because the universe is bigger than the world. That's fair. I think there's going to come a time where he has to be not just the Universal Heavyweight Champion, but the the Multiverse Heavyweight Champion, the Metaverse Heavyweight Champion, especially since Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos are sending people out into space. (laughs) The star of tomorrow night's special SmackDown two-and-a-half-hour edition on FS1, starting 8 p.m. Eastern time. But the rest of it, you got right. All right, sounds good. I'll, I'll, I'll take it. I, I'll, I'll assume that was a passing grade. Uh, I hope you are doing well. I appreciate your time today, and, and let's talk about this. This is a, uh, a big show tomorrow night. Like you said, two-and-a-half hours. We got the man versus the boss. We got the king and the queen semifinals. Brock Lesnar is returning. Of course, the tribal chief, Roman Reigns, will be there. And then there's all the other headlines that are being made about uh, the the other big event that's going on Friday night, and of course I mean the Major League Baseball playoffs. So you do have those uh, those the, the competition there. Baseball. <laughs> First of all, let's settle this now. There's no reason to watch the baseball playoffs. Baseball is predetermined. But <laughs> SmackDown tomorrow night, FS1, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. My goodness. Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar, Paul Heyman, all in the same place at the same time. You know that's a combustible situation. You know history is going to be made. You know it's going to play out right before your very eyes. This is going to be not just must-see, but can't-miss television. Baseball, baseball. Come on. I was joking with you. I was joking with you. Obviously, there's a lot of people out there who have, um, you know, talking a a lot of people making headlines this week in the wrestling world. And and really for the for the past several months, uh, the the wrestling landscape from a competitive standpoint is as as hot as it's ever been. You have been around the business for for decades now. Um, Have you noticed a a shift in the the locker room at all, either positively or negatively, based on uh, the ever-changing landscape recently uh, in WWE? Yes, I've noticed that everyone is envious and jealous of the Tribal Chief Roman Reigns. 
that the that the number one or number two, depending on your perspective, biggest star in Hollywood right now, John Cena, returns to WWE just to rub some of that Roman Reigns stardom all over himself, even though he knew, John Cena knew in his heart he didn't stand a chance against Roman Reigns. He was going to be smashed by Roman Reigns. Brock Lesnar up in Canada, in Saskatchewan, in the wilderness, eating what he kills, feeding his family with his prey, comes back to WWE. Why? Why didn't he go to UFC? Why did he come back to WWE? Why did he come back to SmackDown? Because he was specifically looking for Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns is the single biggest star in sports entertainment and sports entertainment and that's what I noticed now about the locker room is that everyone is jealous and envious of Roman Reigns and, and, and well I, they should be and I think you're starting to see that too because uh, more and more fans are starting to acknowledge uh, the tribal chief we had the report come out this week that he he's smashing merchandise records uh, it is all about Roman Reigns he is the the guy that He's the straw that stirs the drink. He, hell, he is the drink. He is the main attraction on Friday Night SmackDown, which makes it the A show uh, in WWE. Now, you have been the special counsel to the Tribal Chief for a little over a year now. What has it been like for you to both watch and help uh, Roman Reigns evolve from the big dog into the head of the table? A career highlight, uh, a life highlight, um, uh, a life-affirming position every single day of my life because I view every day as simply an audition to be brought back the next day as special counsel to the tribal chief. He accepts nothing but 100%. He accepts nothing but absolute success. He puts in the time. He puts in the work. He puts in the effort. There's no slacking in Roman Roman Reigns' vocabulary. So um, I find it to be a a most challenging and rewarding effort every single solitary moment of every single day. You had to know a question like this was coming. Uh, Yes, we have the big show Friday night, but a week from today is Crown Jewel in Saudi Arabia. Roman Reigns defending against Brock Lesnar, a man that you have history with. And Brock, um, you know, to his credit, has done a great job of of laying the seeds uh, of doubt. And I think while people are obviously uh, heavily anticipating this matchup, a lot of people are going to tune in to watch Crown Jewel because of you, Paul. They want to see where your allegiances truly lie come Crown Jewel on Thursday. I concur with your assessment. What are people going to see on Crown Jewel on Thursday? Well, don't, don't, don't you think they should tune in to Crown Jewel to find out? I mean, I mean, isn't, it's, it's like saying the Yankees and the Red Sox are playing. Guess who's going to win? Well, I guess. I want to watch. I want to see it happen. Hey, but I know who's going to win because, as I told you, baseball is predetermined. So, um, you know... It, why Why would you want to know? Why wouldn't you want to see it play out? Spoilers are the worst things imaginable. I agree. Except when I deliver them. <laughs> uh, and, and the spoiler that I can tell you about tomorrow night on FS1 is the same spoiler I can tell you about Crown Jewel. It will be worth the investment of your time to watch. Staying on the topic of Brock Lesnar here for just a moment. Uh, again, you've had history with him. You have been by his side for for years. When you look at all of the marquee rivals that Brock Lesnar has had, Roman Reigns, Kurt Angle, 
Goldberg, Undertaker, John Cena. Which one would rank atop that list for you and why? Roman Reigns, because we've done multiple WrestleMania main events between the two of them. And we'll most likely do more. Uh, this, is, uh, this is a really interesting situation. You know, with The Undertaker, it was very simple. History was made. Brock Lesnar conquered The Undertaker's undefeated streak at WrestleMania. With John Cena, that was an intense rivalry between the poster boy for WWE, the, the most heavily hyped sports entertainer on the face of the planet against a former NCAA Division I heavyweight champion, former UFC heavyweight champion, Brock Lesnar. But with Roman Reigns, you have a completely different dynamic. You have someone that is also a Division I uh, athlete and, and, and a champion. You have someone that could have gone into UFC and smashed everybody. You have someone that matches up against Brock Lesnar. And you have someone that is, that is equally as credible as Brock Lesnar. And there's not a lot of human beings, let alone beings, on this planet or anywhere in the universe, hence Universal Heavyweight Champion, that can match up that way in terms of credibility with Brock Lesnar. So I find the, the dynamic between Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns to be the great rivalry like the Lakers and the Celtics or the Yankees and the Red Sox, even though those two sports are predetermined. <laughs> um, this isn't really so much as a, as a question other than a statement. I, I just wanted to give you, um, you know, some, some, some top marks. Um, you have always been somebody who is money on the microphone, but just me personally, I think, especially the last few months, you have really taken it to the next level, just hitting home run performance after home run performance. I do the, uh, the post-Smackdown show here on uh, Sports Kid Wrestling with Dutch Mantel. We don't agree on a whole lot. But we agree on the fact that your performances over the last several months have just been absolutely spectacular. And he did want me to pass along his compliments to you. I, I once again concur with your assessment. Sir. <laughs> um, that said, you know, when you when you have a microphone in your hand, you are somebody who commands attention. People listen to you. Right. Because you know how to captivate an audience with the exception of maybe Roman Reigns, because how else can you say how great he's been? especially on the microphone over the last year. Is there somebody else in the locker room that that you are a fan of when they grab the microphone that captivates you, that you think delivers a hell of a promo? Multiple people. When they're on, when they're on their game, multiple people. Um, Becky Lynch, Seth Rollins, Stephanie McMahon. Uh, Pat McAfee actually has impressed the hell out of me. Uh, Pat McAfee, during the breaks will stand yeah. up on the announce table and, and entertain the live audience. And uh, Pat McAfee understands the interaction between the person holding the microphone and those in the audience watching the person holding the microphone. Uh, I, I'm, uh, I've, I've become a, a huge admirer of his contributions to WWE. Um, uh, the Street Profits. Love yeah. the Street Profits. They're just they're just magnificent. And Bianca Belair just as well improves and steps up on her game every single solitary performance. And I think Charlotte Flair is dramatically underrated on the microphone. Dramatically. Um, Charlotte Flair has not only a presence to her, but she lives up to that presence 
if for no other reason but for the conviction and the confidence with which she says things. Um, so I, I, I think I think Charlotte deserves a ton of credit. We have a lot of great orators here in WWE. Uh, the, the the competition is sky high. Going back to uh, in-ring action here, rosters have just been completely, you know, shuffled up. A lot of Roman Reigns' recent opponents now find themselves over on the other brand, most recently uh, Finn Balor, Kevin Owens, to name a few. So now there are going to be, presumably, once uh, Roman Reigns is, is done with Brock Lesnar, not that that's the presumably, but afterwards there's going to be some new people who are going to step up to the Tribal Chief, maybe some people who are, get, are getting their first uh, world or universal uh, title shot. Who are some of those people you would like to see up their game and step up to the Tribal Chief on SmackDown? All of them. Any of them and all of them. They're all welcome to get smashed by Roman Reigns. <laughs> Drew McIntyre, <coughs> Umberto Carrillo, Angel Garza, um, Xavier Woods, Kofi Kingston, former World Heavyweight Champion. You know, um, any of these people want to step up to the Tribal Chief? We need sacrifices on the island of relevancy. <laughs> we... we we, we, we are welcome to give them their moment of fame and being smashed by Roman Reigns. You brought up Drew McIntyre. He and Roman already at Survivor Series once went to war. Could very well happen again. Drew McIntyre facing Big E for the WWE Championship at Crown Jewel. Roman already sending in the Usos Monday night to do, to do some scouting. Very, very smart on his part. Who would you rather see Roman Reigns go up against at Survivor Series? Drew McIntyre again, or would you like to see Big E, somebody you kind of coached on uh, Talking Smack there as he made his uh, run up to the top of the, uh, the the ladder over on Raw? Would you rather see him versus Roman Reigns at Survivor Series? Both in a handicap match against Roman Reigns, and Roman Reigns will smash them both and stack them both the same way he did Edge and Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania. Fair enough. Um, I did mention earlier, you know, your your performances on television have been uh, spectacular. I, I would wonder if you would indulge me for just a second, because I know you have a lot of heat with her on the screen. But could you just pull back the curtain and, and talk a little bit about Kayla Braxton and, and kind of admit the, the magic that you two create when you're on screen together? Well, of course, we have magic together. I mean, first of all, K Kayla Braxton is is magnificent at her job and deserves a ton of credit for it. And and from what I understand, she she is very particular uh, in 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 the people with whom she she is willing to um, to date or 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 see on a personal level. It's a known fact that Kayla Braxton has very high standards in that regard, and that she looks for intelligence in men as well. Therefore, Sa Kayla, Kayla Braxton has this sapiosexual lust for me that she just can't hide when she's on camera. If, if, she, if she didn't, why does she keep on trying to ah, come out of the blue and come out, come out of the side every time I'm walking down the hallway? I don't stalk her that way. Can you imagine the controversy if Kayla Braxton's walking down the hallway... And I walk up and go, hey, Kayla! And she goes, ah! And she gets scared. It would be a human resources violation just like that. But it's okay for her to do it to me. Why? Because she has sapiosexual lust in her heart for the wise man. And I applaud her for her taste in men slash wise men slash the wise man. Well, maybe we'll see the next elevation in that relationship Friday night, FS1, the Super Size Edition, 8 to 10.30 on FS1 again, as I said. Um, one matchup, uh, one rivalry, I think, has been one of the best on SmackDown. It's been a war of words so far. 
but it's going to finally come to blows Friday night. Sonia Deville versus Naomi. Now, Naomi is somebody whose name that has been brought up. I don't know how much you pay attention to the internet wrestling community, but ever since she showed up on SmackDown and was very uh, disrespected, shall we say, by, by Sonya Deville, not getting her, uh, her credit, shall we say, not being acknowledged for how great that she truly is, a lot of people are sitting here going, hmm, maybe Naomi could get a little bit of help from the family and get the respect and acknowledgement that she deserves. So I'll ask you, Paul, about the possibility, just the possibility of Naomi aligning herself with the bloodline. Would she be welcomed in at the table? How do you know she's not already at the table? It's a fair point. Because it's not on television. Everything happens on, we're on television two hours a week. And tomorrow, by the way, two and a half hours on yep. FS1. That leaves a lot of time for the rest of the week that there are machinations and maneuvers and negotiations and strategies and things happening that you don't see on television. How do you know she's not at the table already? I don't. It's a very, very bad ah! point. Ah! Ah! Exactly. Exactly. All right, one, one final question for you, just kind of keeping it uh, in the family here. Somebody who is getting set to make their, their NXT debut is Sola Sikoa. Um, you know, is that uh, somebody that you're going to be keeping your eye on and maybe anybody else, because you have an eye for talent, Paul. Anybody else maybe in NXT 2.0 that, uh, that you're really taking a shine to and are, are going to watch their maturation? Every single person in NXT 2.0, if, 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 they, if they don't earn their spot, if they don't earn their position, if they don't earn their place on the roster, they're gone. That's it. It's not happening. They're, 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 there's not going to be a lot of dead wood in NXT 2.0. They're either going to be a superstar for tomorrow or they can play their trade elsewhere. Uh, so I keep my eye on that entire roster because the future of WWE, the future WrestleMania main eventers, the, 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 the superstar that will main event the first WrestleMania in Moscow or Havana or on the moon is coming out of NXT 2.0. So I, I keep a very close eye on, on, on that product. All right. Well, Paul, we look forward to uh, tomorrow night, supersized edition of SmackDown on FS1, 8 o'clock to 1030. And then Crown Jewel, Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar, yourself right there in the middle on ringside. We'll all be watching. I appreciate your time, sir, and I uh, hope to do it again someday. I'm sure you do. <laughs> Take care, Paul. Thank you very, very much.